Please be seated. In college, during a semester abroad, I traveled and spent a week in Rome. This was near Christmas in 2011. And when I was there, I went into one of those um, cheesy, kitschy souvenir stores near Vatican City. And I bought a small medal, this big, with two apostles on either side. This medal was supposedly blessed by the Pope. I don't know if it really was, but I believe it still. The medal had two saints on it, St. Peter and St. Paul, two apostles with vastly different theologies, personalities, and experiences with Christ. Peter recognized Paul as an apostle while in Jerusalem, and they both taught together in Rome. But they also had disagreements. Paul expressed displeasure at Peter's teaching in Antioch about which Jewish laws Christians should or should not observe. If you can imagine, the early church was a bundle of questions and controversy, ones that Peter and Paul were called to help sort out, to pastor these fledgling and persecuted communities. Both Peter and Paul were martyred for their faith in Christ, just as Jesus promised both of them at certain moments of their calls, which we heard to say today. To Saul, who became Paul, via Ananias, God says, he has to know how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. To Peter, Jesus says that he will be led where he does not wish to go. These are two different men, equally critical and foundational to our understanding of our own history as the church. The church, an institution with Gentiles and Jews, with rich people and poor people and brave people and cowardly people and joyful people and sorrowful people, you and me. Jesus' appearances to Peter and Paul empowered their work on behalf of the gospel, but it is work that does not stop with them. It makes me wonder what it is that empowers us in our discipleship. How do we experience the call, which I understand as the willingness and the strength to go into the world, live the gospel, and care for the marginalized in a way that Christ asked us to? How do we share our faith with others? How do we spread this? Often we do not get the benefit that Saul or the disciples had of encountering Christ in such dramatic moments. Saul was on a mission, ironically, to find and persecute Jesus' followers when he was literally blinded by the appearance of Christ. He heard Jesus speak in the same way the Hebrew prophets heard God, a voice, some sort of physical overcoming, a call, a change in direction. What's notable about Jesus speaking to Saul is that he doesn't condemn him. He asks why. Why do you persecute me? To me, this says that, the, that not all is lost for Saul. There is still a productive and loving role for him in this story, which is when the call comes to go to all corners of the earth, to be an instrument who God has chosen to bring God's name before Gentiles and the kings and before the people of Israel. 
And then Peter had an equally dramatic experience. In the confusing time immediately following Jesus' death and the tumult of emotions that accompanied his resurrection, Peter, Peter decided to do what he does best, which is go fishing. He decides to do something that either he loved to do or was his trade, or at least it was something with which he was familiar. He knew how to do. Back to the basics, back to the beginning. Jesus first found Peter and Andrew in the same way, fishing, and frustrated by what they were not catching. And now here they are again in a place that feels like the end of a full circle after following Jesus all the way around, trying to learn to fish for people, but once again returning to fishing for just fish. But thankfully, here comes Christ guiding them in the right direction. Now, of course, we can read this story as a metaphor for the disciples' eventual evangelism. The fish in the net, all the people they will bring with them into the faith. So many, it was hard to count, too heavy to carry. An overflowing bounty, the church. And once again, Peter is told that despite his own denials of Christ on the eve of the crucifixion, Jesus is not finished with what Peter is called to do. Like Saul, Jesus does not reprimand him for this. But he asks him a question. Do you love me? And Peter gets to say to Christ, I love you, I love you, I love you. And hears, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. These are two stories with two men encountering Jesus who tells them, you are very complicated, but I have work for you to do. So after hearing these two stories, how is it that we encounter God? There are infinite ways. It could be when we are on the road. It could be when we go fishing. It could be in the mundane day-to-day tasks we do without thinking. And the stories of Peter and Paul, to me, are so powerful because they show us that God can appear to us when we least expect. And reminds us that we are part of the beautiful vision, the bursting net that Peter and Paul managed to bring to Christ. I think their stories' parallels are all about what Jesus says to them and how he calls him. If Saul of Tarsus, who stoned St. Stephen and ruthlessly killed anyone who followed Jesus, if he was God's chosen instrument for evangelism, it means that any of us could be similarly called no matter how badly we have behaved or what we have done. Evangelism comes when we know and understand and live out the knowledge that we are loved and trusted unconditionally. That is the message we need to hear to go out into the world to bring in fish. I put the medal I got of Peter and Paul on a chain, and I often wear it around my neck. I have it on today. I can show you. I wear it as a reminder to me that I am never, ever too imperfect to follow Jesus, nor am I ever too bad or too unredeemable to spread the gospel to the corners of the earth. And there is nobody who is beyond deserving of the privilege of being in church. We are all individually unique, and we all probably disagree about some things about how to be church. But we are all church, 
Like the fish in the net, we are individuals and yet one, many members and one body, just as Jesus envisioned. So thanks be to God for the examples of Peter and Paul and to all of the apostles and disciples in the millennia since who overcame their demons to do good work. We might not encounter Christ in the same exact ways, but we can be open to the unconditional love Jesus has for each of us in the ways in which we know how to see him. And of course, like Peter and Paul, the work doesn't end there. My invitation for you this week is to go and tell one another, another person about your faith. You don't have to mention Christ Church, though you can, if you'd like. I want you to share what it is that gets you here. I want you to share what it feels like to be loved beyond measure, to belong, to be in a community. Evangelism never means that we claim to be perfect or that we have all the answers. Some Episcopalians claim that we're bad at evangelism, but we're not. That's not true. We are called to be evangelists in ways that are authentic to who we are, which is exactly how Jesus operates. Peter and Paul show us this. And you just never know who might be in need of a little hope, who might be in need of a place that loves them, a place where they belong. We can always accept more fish into this ever-expansive net called the church. It may stretch us, but it will not break. In the name of God. <laughs>